Alright, guys. Alright, guys. See, I wanted to say your line today. I know, that's not fair. Get out of here. <laughs> well, welcome. my life. <laughs> Thus, I stole it. Well, welcome, guys. <laughs> happy, what's today, Friday? On this, today's episode, yeah, happy Friday. Mm -hmm. Now, so, at least it's today, releasing, you know. Yes. So, today we're discussing an article, um, another article that the APT put out about the fee schedule and its flaws and the wins and what it means and if we can understand it. There's a lot of wording here, but let's just yeah. jump right in. We'll explain as yeah. we go on. And then we're going to just check up with a little bit of just each other's lives, see what's going on and how's everything going. You're listening to the PT Assistance Podcast with your hosts, Ken and Laura. Thanks for joining for another exciting episode. So how many times have you read any medical article when it talks about billing or changes or anything like that and looked at it and go, I feel like I'm reading a whole nother language and I feel like I should know this information, but I have no idea what they're talking about. It's more like you know it's pertaining to you, and yet you, like you, you're trying to understand it, but it's still confusing. Gaps, <laughs> or there's gaps. Like you're like, I don't know what that is. Like I kind of think I can guess it, but like I'm not a hundred percent. And I know, um, you know, I'm probably not the only one who thinks the same way. Like you said, you, you kind of have the same thought when you read some of those. But it definitely came across today while reading um, the update from the APTA about the Medicare and its rules um, that was coming up. So it was definitely... Well, I think just, just from the top. So the, the article is titled, I have it right here, um, Final 2024 Physician Fee Schedule Reflects Systems Flaws, Including Some Wins. Mm -hmm. So... It's a fairly lengthy article, and we're going to leave the link in the description below if you want to read all of it. But we're going to try to just hit on the things that pertain to us mainly. Um, we'll probably touch on a couple of the other things that are mentioned in the article, but I think we should stick mainly to us. Yeah. Um, and then the first thing I wanted to do is break down what a fee schedule is. Go for Laura, it. Laura, would you like to... No, do you have you in your own words? it down. I just no, want to see if you had in uh, in your own words there were able to break it down off the top of your head. All right. <laughs> you have fun with that. I already had stuff written down, so ha. Huh. <laughs> um, so a fee schedule. So the definition refers to a list or system of changes or charges or fees set by an organization, and in this case, uh, an insurance agency. And it kind of determines and outlines the payment rates that healthcare providers will receive due to their medical services. So a way to look at it is you go to a restaurant, so you look at the menu, and then you see the prices mm -hmm. on things. Those are the set prices for said item. So the fee schedule is the set prices that they will reimburse us for said services. And these, this fee schedule goes through many different cycles and changes and trying to stay up to date. There are different several agencies that govern their own insurances. So the one in this article was from the Center of Medicare and Medicaid Services. Because that's mainly what we're talking about in this case. 
So for them, they talk a lot about the KX modifier and they talk about what the cap is for physical therapy services and things like that and how much we're going to get reimbursed for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a lot goes into how they calculate these payments and what they determine and that's what the APTA does for us. They kind of do a lot of the advocacy and the um, speaking forth for on our part to make sure that we don't get underbilled for our services and try to fight to make sure that our services are deemed a certain fair wage um, as time evolves and whatnot. Yeah, and then they're also the... This is the company that's also pretty much trying to set the rules for who can get reimbursed in certain ways. So they're responsible for, you know, general supervision if you're in a private clinic. Um, you Or sorry, direct supervision if you're in a private clinic versus uh, general supervision if pretty much for everywhere else. So these are the people who are saying like, oh, for this we'll reimburse this, for this we'll reimburse that. Um, you know, this rule has to be followed in order to get reimbursed. So this is that board, I think it's like a company slash like board in a way that does it, but it still has to, the big thing with this one is it still needs to be passed by Congress. Congress has to okay this because it is a governmental service. Um, So that's kind of one key factor of we can see things that were agreed upon and changed, but it is not set in stone from my understanding yet because Congress still does need to improve these changes. Um, That was just kind of one of the things I wanted to point out. And so this whole fee schedule and all this, it there's two big things that why it matters to us, right? Mm -hmm. So the first one is the impact on the clinic and the providers. So if the fee schedule gets lowered and lowered and lowered to the point where it's like, okay, now we're charging dollar menu items, well, how are you still going to make your money? then you Mm -hmm. ramp up how many of that dollar menu item you're going to produce. So in our case, you're going to see more patients because they're only reimbursing us $5 a patient instead of the 10 before. Now we're going to see, okay, twice the amount of patients to make up for that difference. Yeah. So this fee schedule does impact us on the provider standpoint. And then the second standpoint that uh, impacts us and just our field as a whole is the patient accessibility. So under the Mm -hmm. patient's point of view, Now that before, let's say Laura was seeing patients one-on-one because they got reimbursed $10 a patient. Okay, fee schedule changed. Now it's $5 a patient. Laura now has to see two patients an hour to make up that difference. And because of that, what's going to happen to Laura's quality of care? Now her attention is going to be split into two different patients. She's got to juggle these two patients. But that's the difference that we have to make up for the fact that we're not getting reimbursed as much. Yeah. And so then that's why you, these things matter to us. Yeah. And there's also things like not even just the patient care. Like, for example, if you're working with two Medicare patients, definitely in an outpatient setting right now, you have to adjust your billing, which honestly, like I did a bunch of my notes today. What took me what probably could have taken like an hour to get all of my notes completed um, took me almost over two hours because I had to go in and adjust so much of the billing time. Um, to appropriately reflect rules and my treatment care too. So there's definitely a lot of like little works that just create more work by because of the fact that we're not getting reimbursed as much too. We need to be very efficient in there, those aspects. Um, 
the other thing too is these are again these are the companies that make the rules of direct supervision where you know if for at least outpatient as a PTA we cannot see a Medicare patient offsite or any FFPs any federal funded programs um, you can't see uh, them at all if the um, PT is not in the building like in the same room has to be in the same room and that limits patients access too because if the PT goes on vacation on a Friday and it's just you in the clinic you can see commercial patients because you know there'll be a phone call away there'll be or at least another physical therapist who will oversee you that day in another clinic but you know they're not directly there you can't see any of those Medicare patients or federal funded patients because that is against the rules so it doesn't limit the access of actual patients getting in if it's a busy clinic. Um, and that's not something that we want to provide patients either. So so that's the terms of what a fee schedule is. So going back to our article and a lot of the mumbo jumbo that they talk on there, and I only call it that just because a lot of it doesn't directly impact us in a way that we'll probably see. Um, so some of the things were just like caregiver training codes, um, the KX modifier thresholds, things that usually the PT will decide on, okay, yeah. does this still medically relevant? Should we still see this patient? Um, some the of the KX codes that they're going to be, yeah. I was like, some of the codes that were in the article, I feel like that's just more towards PTs than PTAs. I disagree on the caregiver one. Definitely if you're doing any home health or skilled nursing, just because of the background I was in. Um, now, that one actually is a cool win. If it, Again, if everything goes down, you can actually bill for educating caregivers. Um, if I Again, if I understand it correctly, <laughs> which is the hardest part of the article. Even if the patient's not there, you can train them if they help take care of the patient. Even if they're not paid to help take care of the patient. So if you have a family member that's helping you and you're doing education of how to help them get out of bed or how to help them get on and off the toilet, how to bathe them, like all of those kind of stuff, you're doing education on that, you can actually bill for that now. Um, and the patient, from my understanding, does not have to be on site for you to bill. So I do think that's a little bit like a unique situation because like, so say, for example, if a patient goes to the restroom during your, if you're at home health, right? So PTA, if you're doing home health or Skilled nursing, they go to the restroom. You can't bill usually for that restroom time unless you're doing something to help them. But like they're independent, they go to the restroom. All right. You can now talk to the caregiver or family member there and give them tips, train them on how to better help with, you know, getting out of bed or, you know, walking around, what type of, if they have to do any wound dressing or changes. Now you can bill for that time where before you're just sitting there. So I, I do think that one can benefit us in a little little way. This is a, a genuine question because I really don't know. Um, mm -hmm. home, can PTA see Medicare patients for home health? Because it's um, not directly on-site yeah, supervision. From my understanding with direct, the only ones that are impacted with direct on-site with Medicare is private outpatient clinics. Interesting. I did not know yeah. that. Yeah. Sucks. Uh, I did a lot of research after we questioned a lot of that one time. Um, so yeah, I'm surprised that it's never really come up with any of our home health. Because I was like, dude, you would never see any like Medicare patients. 
Like, well, like, I feel like you would see such a drop in PTAs working in the home health field if they couldn't see Medicare patients. Because that's pretty much majority of, like, the, I feel like the population out there. That's home health. Um, so another thing that they talked about in this article um, was that they were expecting a cut of 4.2% and it only went to 3.4%. So the good news, it didn't go down as much as we thought. The bad news is it's still going down. However, though, in the article, it did talk about their last couple years, there has been Congress stepping in and bumping it up. So the cut's still not as bad. So we'll kind of see what happens there. Yeah, so a lot of this is kind of just what the proposed changes were and the developments. Um, I guess yeah. we will have to see Pretty what much kinda, I feel like Congress kind of determines. But that looks like this is the way that we're trending. Unfortunately, I didn't want to really see it go down as an overall. Definitely, I mean, like with inflation. A, and that's the thing, with like inf- cost of yeah, living. At like, how? Maybe we're speaking just for Vegas, but... Cost of living is going up, everything's going up, and yet we're getting reductions in our reimbursement. When we already get paid 85% of what PTs do, yeah. I don't know. These things are just concerning. So I guess we'll see what happens with Congress step ins if this changes or if this stays the same. Um, the other big thing Laura kind of touched on already was the supervision rule for PTAs and outpatient private practices. So they tr- proposed the rule to change it to general supervision instead of on-site supervision. Yeah. And this just kind of opens proposed. Um, And they said that they will take it into consideration, but did not say yes or no. So take that as you will. And they did try to show like, hey, by having PTAs treat more, you know, this is actually going to save you cost of money pretty much. They pretty much pulled out of the book. This is where in a weird way we are taking a negative and using it as an advantage. Because we have this negative that we get paid less, but by us getting paid less, hey, if you have PTAs, treat them more often, you're not going to charge as much and you're going to save more money where these people they did, are going to see propose a PT. That. <laughs> yeah, like, that's They're how just they kind like, of yo, um, if you let PTAs see them, <laughs> you can save $214 million over 10 <laughs> years. I mean, yeah, that sounds like, like a good deal for you, a good deal for us. PTAs get to see them more, you know, the you, more direct access for patients. Like it was, I, I did read that and I was like, yeah. you literally took the negative that, you know, we do have right now, the 15%, which in a weird way, I, I do have a question. Would you rather take the 15% pay cut and get to see Medicare and Medicaid um, with no direct supervision, so just general supervision, or would you rather have 100% pay but still be direct supervision? It was funny because I was actually going to propose to you that same question. No, I pro- I proposed it first. So well, I, I can see that. <laughs> but I was going to ask you. So the reason why is I just don't know which one would be a better direction for our field as a whole. Yeah. Would we rather take and accept our 15% reduction and just see more patients? So at least the accessibility goes up. Um, Medicare wins, so we don't have to really fight with them. But then the other half of that is what if they ask for another reduction? So it's yeah. just like 
more reductions on top of more reductions. Yes, we have more accessibility, but now what about the quality of care? So now it's, I still have to make up that difference of seeing two patients an hour instead of one because they keep cutting how much we get reimbursed as a whole. Then the other side of the coin is, okay, well, we don't take a reduction, but the PT still has to be on site. So accessibility goes down, but maybe the patient quality care stays at least a little bit higher, like the standard stays a little higher. Thinking long-term, what would be better? I, I really don't know what would be better. I think it's one of those I, situations where if we could have no reduction and, of course, it's switching to general or yeah, general supervision would be, of course, ideal. In the world that we're in, it's we already are taking the pay cut. So if we're taking the pay cut, I'd rather at least get to see the patients without the PTs on site because I work in a clinic where my hours don't align all the time with PTs or we have PTs who go on vacation and it's just me working or, you know, getting the notes signed is just not convenient sometimes. Uh, We had an incident where we realized, hey, this patient's on Medicare. Um, One of the PTs called out and then all of a sudden I realized, wait, there's no PT here. And luckily we got a PT that came in to do her notes. (laughs) So she was there on site. But it was it was a it was a hassle for the front desk. It's a hassle for management too because sometimes I think they forget um, some of those rules, and then it's a hassle for us to also pay attention to it. So it it I will say like if we're if we're going to take the cut like we well we're not choosing to take it if we're already given the cut at least give us something back where we can be valued a little bit more because. Again, if we get, if we can see these patients without a PT on site, you know, that still leaves us with more job opportunities because then, you know, PTs or people who run PTs uh, clinic now can say, hey, you know what, I'd rather pay a PTA to work on a Saturday and they can see all these patients and it's not a big deal. Because, you know, it's all generous supervision and I don't have to worry about who, not who, what, when, and that they're going to be, of course, cheaper than a PT be there. So I feel like it, it kind of just helps us keep our job in the field where when we were talking about the pay cuts, that was one of our concerns. Okay, are they going to back off on using PTAs now because of the fact that Medicare is doing that? So um, hopefully that point kind of was a little clear or made sense. No, it does. Um, I I mean, I get it. It's just... I'm just thinking like long term yeah, as an overall impact. But I agree. I think the fact that they did take that 15% reduction, giving us something in turn, which is what they're also proposing is just being able to see patients in, under general supervision, I think would be a big win, especially for patient accessibility. I'm just worried what that would mean for the care person. Yeah. Um, well, I think- you also have to keep in mind, like you try to see one Medicare an hour. So it's you're trying to keep that down but we're also getting the 15 per I don't know in my head like I'm trying to make it math and it's just not mathing yeah I was about to say at my clinic right now we don't see medicares by themselves we just don't have enough slots we don't have we're too busy for that so like we already have to take the pay of like you know no charging well not sorry you can't no charge something but <laughs> you know billing only for your skills don't get me started down that route 
<laughs> but see, yeah, see, that's the thing. You do have to play with the billing that just, rabbit hole. Yeah, it's a whole. And at, whole the, and at what point? Like, how is it worth like adjusting our billing for the patient care provided? Yeah. So it's that's what I said. We're we're gonna we're gonna open a whole another can of worms that we're just not tr- we're not ready to get into right now. But we're not. But it, like is, again, this was our best interpretation of the article. I really feel like bullet points of like kind of layman terms would have been nice. There's other things that were in there that I was kind of like, I've heard these terms before, but we don't do them enough that I was like, I know what they are. Um, But it was definitely interesting because I was like, why aren't these just like, hey, bullet point, this is what's changed. Bullet point, this is what's changed. This is what's changed. This is what changed. Bullet point of what we're working on and then go into it a little bit more. To make it a little bit easier to read, too. Um, parts of me think that the reason these articles aren't in bullet point is because there's not a lot of wins. So it doesn't look great. But if you write it up where you, hey, we're talking about this, we're trying to propose this, it looks like you're doing a lot. And it's not the, you know, the APTA is really pushing for it, guys, in the background of things. There's just a lot of politics that are involved with this, which is not fun. Um, and a lot of other different, you know, parts of the government that are also pulling for money. So, you know, this is one area, unfortunately, they try to cut and it just sucks. And um, it definitely in the long term, we want to do what's best for our patients. And, but it is important for us to also keep up on these and try to voice our opinions too of how we feel. So um, that's kind of all I had on the article. I don't know about you, Ken, if you had any more. Nope, that was pretty much it. Um, just some other things that they mentioned in the article were, so the KX modifier, which we talked about, um, mm-hmm. caregiver training codes, um, telehealth clarifications. Um, so it's just yeah. talking about how physical therapists are able to participate in telehealth and using the same modifier as those in the private practice. Trying to get PTAs to do that now too, but trying to get PTAs to be able to work on the virtual side of things as well. Um, and then the last one was the MIPS Value Pathway Program. Um, so that's physical therapists having the opportunity to participate in a MIPS Value Pathway, which I don't know about you. I know that's very little about. I've, yeah, I have, don't do much with. I've heard about it. I'm not sure if PTAs can go for that. I don't know if it's just PTs. Um, But that was just the other thing they covered in the article. But we wanted to just kind of mainly touch on things that really pertain to us and try to break down what a fee schedule is because it is important for us to know and kind of keep track of. I feel like it just helps us see what the trend of physical therapy is going to be looking like in the near future and hoping that this changes more in our favor as in instead of taking reductions, we're taking... It's going to start increasing and we get paid more for everybody all around. That would be super nice, but right, we'll see what happens. <laughs> um, but on another note, uh, I kind of surprised Ken with this, I guess, a little bit in the beginning. <laughs> but we were just going to kind of catch you guys up on just day-to-day stuff a little bit. Um, I know Ken's been treating a lot more, so how's that been holding up? I'm tired. <laughs> um, so we're still nowhere near the volume that we used to treat. Uh, we're oh, yeah. at the most, I think I've seen like maybe 13 or 14 patients in one day. 
which is a lot more manageable. I can do some one-on-ones with some people that need that little bit more attention. Um, and then we also have our other therapists that are able to jump in and just help out with our more self, like sufficient patient that they know what to do. You just got to tell them what to do. So we've definitely been able to balance it a lot better. But once, um, hopefully in the next couple months, things just really ramp up and we're able to uh, continue practicing. Yeah. And Other than that, that's... I would say it that's pretty much the only new thing for busy, me. Huh? Well, you're it helps the time go by faster. Yeah, baby prep is still going. Um, yeah. I did a little talk with Pat's, if you missed that episode, where we kind of just talked about planning for parenthood and just kind of preparing all the things that I need to prepare. So if you are interested in learning or just joining in, talking about that a little bit more, then I would definitely recommend you check out that episode. But yeah, the, the weird, baby like, planning continues. Wrapping, like ramping up and seeing more patients and then knowing like in a couple months, you're going to be gone for a little bit. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't think I'd be gone as long as I'd want to. Bills still got to get paid. Why? Who wants to pay bills? That's no fun. <laughs> true. No one wants to pay bills, but they still got to get paid. So mm-hmm. I probably won't be taking off as much time as I would like. But, I mean, that's one of those things where it's just like, I'm just going to cross that bridge when we get there because you can only plan so much. A lot of it is just like, all right, well, when the moment comes, we'll know what to do. But for now, it's like, let's get prepared what we can and go from there. Yeah. It, what about true. you? Any new developments in life? Um, Your pretty foot? much work foot is still attached um sorry get i'm getting more people who are thinking and also joining in of my willingness to just let's just chop it off um yeah still just right now doing pt i'm very i go twice a week i will say i ditched today though a one of my pt was like can you come in earlier and i was like actually no i got a doctor's appointment so i can't and he, so he was super swamped and at that time they kind of overbooked him. And then I today was just a lot had caught up with me um, since being back for, for vacation. I've kind of been nonstop. And so that felt like it caught up. And today I was just literally mentally and emotionally like exhausted over a lot of stuff. So um, I was like, you know what? I need a mental day for me just to kind of rest and even working out right now of going through my PT with having pain in the foot. Like, I just don't want to be reminded of that right now. And it's okay, I think, to have those days, even for our patients. Um, it's okay for them just to have an off day. And sometimes they need a break from it um, a lot. It's easy for us in this field to be, like, consistently consistent, consistent, consistent is key. And, you know, no, no, you should come in, you should come in. I think having those one-off days where they're just like, you know what, I just need the day. We forget PT's a lot of work. It's a lot of work emotionally and physically. And so kind of having that day off sometimes can help reset and get you going again um, and kind of help keep your mood a little bit lighter. So I kind of gave myself one of those days. Um, I do go see a new doc, a new specialist. Um, the doc that I was currently seeing and the one who did my last procedure um, after about two months of looking into different things, 
he decided the best option that he can see going forward is sending me to um, one of his colleagues slash specialists that he's worked with in the field. Guy's got a good uh, list of credentials behind him, I'll say that. Um, I've heard a couple things um, in our area about him and nothing but good things. So we'll kind of see. I I see him at the end of this month. That was the earliest. Uh, Apparently, doctors really like vacations. Because I swear every How dare doc they? is going on vacation right now. I'm like, don't they know it's end of year? Everybody's trying to get in be- <laughs> before everything. So we'll kind of see what happens there. Um, it is a long jersey- journey. I'm still wearing the boot at work because that helps me get me through my longer days. Um, so definitely doing that. But we'll we'll kind of just see moving on. Other than that. It is just, you know, getting back into the swing of things at home. Um, watching a lot of my hockey, I'm enjoying it. Even though we went to a game last night and it wasn't pretty. Um, it, but, you know, I, I'm a true fan. The husband tried to leave early and I was like, oh, hell no. We wait till the clock is zero and then we peace out. After this very sad of a game. <laughs> so uh, we stuck around and... Still had a blast. You know, it's always fun to go. We get to go quite often. We're very fortunate in that aspect. So we we definitely enjoy spending that company and time together. So, yeah, but just getting ready for the holidays. Um, I'm sure we'll probably have an episode coming up here soon about talking about juggling work and seeing family and the stress of just all the holidays. So uh, definitely tune in for that. That's coming up, I think, probably next episode. So next episode or the one following that so sometime next week yeah something like that it'll be it'll be before thanksgiving at least so um but yeah definitely listen in on that one because i'm in a boat that i'm sure a lot of people are in so we'll kind of talk about that (laughs) but yeah i think that's pretty much it oh work is moving me to another clinic again Actually, it's back to the clinic that's technically my home clinic, so I'm not bouncing between two um, per week. I'm just at the one again, so we'll see how that kind of goes going back there again. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. Right, well, some uh, some life updates for us there. Uh, thanks again, guys, for listening. Always feel free to share your thoughts on our Instagram or reach out to us. We'd love to hear your guys' thoughts and opinions as well. Uh, Don't forget to check out our socials, Instagram, YouTube, all the things. And until then, we'll catch you guys next week. All right, guys. We'll talk to you later.